don't want to get him upset. Throws thunder. Sam Cassidy, definitely blood from the mouth. He's a big boy, though. Swing Welcome to Strike Attack. Bringing you the big characters of Australian Boy Team. Oh, oh, and once With again. your hosts, Nack Moy, Cassidy, and not so Nack Moy, Old Man Bundy. That's a tough cookie, though. He's taking all of what Panda Banks is throwing at him right now. Good right hand there from Cassidy. Welcome to episode six of Striker Chat. How's your how's your week been, Sammy? Mate, you know, just uh, another day in paradise down here in Melbourne. Fucking uh, just can keep tracking on. We just keep breaking that world record every day with our lockdown. So yeah, uh, it's only this I really have to look forward to, mate. So <laughs> this but, is all that this is all that we've got in our grasp. Ah, oh, you still PT and everything, though, aren't you? Outdoors. Outdoors, uh, if 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 the weather allows me to, but that's another thing for Melbourne as well. Weather, <laughs> but the weather's been pretty good of late. Yeah, we've, we haven't had the four seasons in one day for a while, so yeah, uh, yeah. Oh well, oh well. Anybody, what about yourself, Bond? What's been happening for you this week, mate? Ah, uh, just take it easy. Um, not been going out much, mate. Just uh, I haven't trained all week. I've been I've been a bit ill in the stomach, so yeah. <laughs> so I'll um. I just I'm gonna have a uh, rest for a week, but um yeah I'll get back into it next week. Come but, back with a vengeance. Yeah, come back with a vengeance, mate. But you know what's back with a vengeance next uh, in December? The rebellion. Yeah, beautiful, mate. Rebellion Muay Thai and Route 16. I think just got named December four. Uh, I hope it's a rebellion show. Yeah. So that obviously is gonna. It's obviously gonna depend on the the borders and all that shite again. Um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we've been dictated by what we can and can't do, who can and can't come. Yes. Um yeah, hopefully our boys will be on this one as well. And just you know, like I said, hopefully it's a full show. Hopefully it's a root daytime show into mm. rebellion afternoon show for, well, to give us a bit of light at the end of the tunnel for the end of the year. I think so. Well that's um well how long away? That's about eight weeks away. A good eight weeks away. So um look. I think uh, it summer. Anything could happen. Uh, we should be out of this lockdown, mate. I tell you that. I mean, we've got the eighty uh, percent uh, vaccinations, and then there shouldn't oh, be any yeah. lockdowns. So we'll see what happens, mate. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So um. Uh, in the, some, sorry. Sorry. In some other fight news, our uh, our guest from last week who didn't want to spill the beans, the little. <laughs> <laughs> A little word. We asked her for it. She didn't want to spill it, but our girl Tiffy Lamb has got a. Uh, she's on the next uh, Muay Thai Grand Prix. Yes. I, I was. We were poking her. We were hoping we'd get the uh, you know the exclusive from her, but she's very very true to her word, young Tiff. So yeah. But it's going to be good, you know. So she's on the fifth of October over there at uh, Curtin Stadium in Perth. Yep. We touched on that. Her coach Gavin Fuller is. Uh, part owner or you know, co-promoter of that. She's fighting a girl uh, fought on the four woman of the last one. that was only a few weeks ago. Okay. Pretty sure I, I'm yep. probably pronouncing her name wrong, but it's Saskia. Saskia. Saskia Vaughan. Yep. She's from Saudi's gym. So good test for Saskia, I believe. So that's only because I think anyone fighting if is up for a, up a, for a, 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 big, a, a big test. Yes. <laughs> yes. I wonder if she's going to take the so name that was good. I hope so. Yeah, that'd be, it's, it's, that could be a good, 
put Flash Strike Chat exclusive, mate. But the, uh, Tiff the technician. Yeah, well, it's very fitting. But it's good. It's I mean, fitting. like, so that's, yeah, go. That's good for her, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, she was obviously shattered about her arm for the last fights. Mm. And, yeah, so and we wish was, her nothing but the best. She was kind of pointing to the fact that she's now at the end of her career and, and to... To get more fights at the end, is, uh, it's better for her and a lot better for us too to, to watch that uh, technician exactly. go for it. We'll be watching that with very close up. I hope she takes the win out there, mate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> After the break, we chat with Adelaide Nakmoy, Pinky Donald. Very colourful character in the Muay Thai industry. Well, yeah, if we say colourful, he's, he's got a preference in one colour, obviously. But <laughs> that's pink. <laughs> and that's the pink man. Really looking forward to this one. Mate, it's going to really be a fucking pearl. Really going to enjoy getting into it. Yeah. We don't need no thought control. And welcome back. Pinky Donald is a well-known character of Australian Muay Thai. Based in South Australia, he has had an extensive fighting career. Have you had an extensive fighting career? Um, ish. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> Spent many, many years in Thailand. Would I be right to say that? Yeah, absolutely. Too long. <laughs> and now has one of the best gyms in Adelaide. And I am fucking right to say that. <laughs> Let's give a striking warm welcome to Pinky Donald. <laughs> How you going there, brother What's Pinky? Sexiest trainer in Australia. Oh, oh shucks. <laughs> my per- one of my personal favourites as well. Let's Thanks, crack into it. What a lot of people don't realise is that you've actually gone to like the births and marriages, whatever certificate place, and legally changed your name to Pinky. A lot of people yeah, think it's just your nickname. Truth is it? No, man, it's 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 who I am. Like years, like most people don't even know what I was, what name I was born with and shit, you know. So changing it just seemed the right thing to do. Really, it's who I am. Yeah, hundred percent. How did that whole? Oh, I'm not going to say persona, but how did that part of you? How did that part of you even start? Where did the where did Pinky come from? I've got a little dick, hey. So. Um, <laughs> It was kind of just, yeah, one of those things. Nah, um, bro, just typical typical Thailand, bro, riding a motorbike down the street with pink hair, pink motorbike, pink shorts, pink this, pink that, and some Thai bar girl yelling out, pink man, where you go? And everyone laughing, and then it's sort of spread down the street. The street that I lived in, everyone started calling me pink man, then it got shortened to pinky, and yeah, that was like 15, 16 years ago. Jeez. And it just stuck. Yeah, yeah the legend grew never stronger. Fucking <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, Pink Man, where did it yeah. all begin? I mean, where'd you grow up? Some, obviously, the the uh, the hard streets of Adelaide. Um, yeah, I'm Adelaide, born and bred, man. Um, western suburbs of Adelaide. It's um, quite a nice sort of end of town, like where my my parents still live in the same house, which is like six 
six k's to the city, six k's to the beach. That's Adelaide full stop, um, though, isn't it? I mean, Adelaide's yeah, yeah everything's yeah, ten minutes away. City, but yeah, like um, the western suburbs, man, quite quite nice. Very ethnic, very like Greek Italian. Grew up mostly with Greek Italian mates and stuff. Um, but yeah, went went to high school right by the beach, so I used to wag down the beach all the time. And what suburb is that? Um, I grew up in uh, Brooklyn Park, which is the suburb when you exit the airport is Brooklyn Park. Okay, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I grew up in that suburb and went to Henley High School. Um, so I was at Henley Beach all the time. Yeah, Henley Beach. Um, yeah, man. Um, Punch-ons, all the usual fun stuff as a kid. I don't, but yeah, I don't really, you know, I didn't really have much confidence and stuff. So that's where Muay Thai came in, changed my life. So you were saying, Pink, that you weren't full of confidence as a, as a kid and things like that, but I could imagine you would have been a little bit of a rat bag just knowing your personality and stuff now. Or has that come from, has that come to fruition from your confidence with Muay Thai? Nah, I, feel I was always a bit of a shit. Like, um, people, like, you know, it's hard. This subject is sort of hard for me to talk about because it sounds like I'm, you know, in love with myself too much. But I'm quite, I was quite intelligent as a kid. Yeah. And I got bored really easily. I got really bored. I got like, School was really easy, and so I just played up. I was just mm. a wanker at school. I was so bored all the time. Like, I was always the class clown and all that sort of shit, though very unpopular. I was, you know, like everyone likes the guy that follows the leader in school. They don't like the, the individual. Yeah. Yeah. As, as an adult, the individuals are the cool cats, you know, but as a, as a teenager, you, if you don't fit in the, the little square, then you're an outsider and you yeah. don't, you're not really popular. You don't get, yeah, you get picked on. Yeah. So talk us through that, to that transition when you first kind of found Muay Thai and was it just instantly, was it love at first sight or was it something that, you know, developed over time? It was was literally like I came home from my first ever session. So a mate invited me. Um, Sadly, we're not friends anymore, but um, you know, there's no hard feelings there. Just, you know, our friendship ran its course. Um, he took me to a training session, even though I'd known my trainer since I was a little kid, my best friend lived two doors down from him as a kid and I knew who he was and stuff. My mate took me there and, um, I came home that first, after that first session. And I said to my mum, I was still living with my, I was like 20, I was still living with my parents. Um, and I said, oh, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. How old were you again? 20, I was 20. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and I was a bit like that with everything. Like I used to, you know, I'd throw myself in the deep end with everything, like building cars and whatever it happened to be, I'd always go hundred percent at it, you know? And my mum was like, yeah, whatever. And you know, like <laughs> 19, almost 20, 20 years later, I'm still going. Um, but yeah, it was literally like, yeah, that first session I knew I was going to do it for the rest of my life. I fell in love with it. Um, I was a spastic. It was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. I hadn't exercised in probably six years. Yeah. When I started, when I started training, one like I had, I have chronic fatigue syndrome. I went through my whole career with that. Um, and from getting that to starting Muay Thai, I hadn't done any exercise at all, really. That would have fucked you. And then, on, what was that? That would have fucked you right up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 Played some havoc on my career as well, mm. <laughs> um, which we can get into a bit later. Yeah, cool. Um, and on top of that, I'd sort of played the victim for most of my life and I was mm. an addict and stuff. I was, I was, I was playing the, I was, you know, on using substances and stuff when I first started Muay Thai as well. Um, 
like a lot of lot of alcohol at that stage, um, smoking cigarettes, illicit drugs, whatever. I was pretty much on it all. And like you know, I'd, I'd sit there and smoke half a pack of cigarettes before I went into the training and shit. Okay. Stand out the front of that ball train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was heaps of good. Um, not even really a thought. Touching on your your just touching on the beginning there. Was your first trainer was was a Thai or was he Aussie fella or Um, Sam Bonetti? Um, Yeah, I reckon you might have met him in Border Town. Um, Oh, little Italian fella, pretty ripped, staunch. Um, Yeah, so he he was he's who I started with. Still to this day, one of my mentors and. One of the people who've helped me in life more than anyone, probably. Oh, great. He's been so, you know, like my rock when even things like when, like, you know, we'll get onto it later, but when I'd go off on a bender, he'd be the one to bring me back down to earth, you know? Hmm. So, yeah, good, good guy, really good guy. So, I mean, how many fights? Let's, go, let's talk about your fight career. How many fights have you had? Um, 48. 48. Including boxing. Including boxing. Yeah, bo- including boxing. I, um, I didn't. You know, like you said, no, I need to check my fucking record and stuff, and it's easier said than done. Um, I'm probably, you know, I'm one of those people who really did take on Thailand way too much when I was there, and I, after I, I retired in 07 with an injury, and then 09 I had an accidental comeback, and then just started pumping them out, and it works out that I had like 35 fights in two and a half years Jesus. after I. When I after my comeback, but I literally just stopped counting, and I had to. It took me like four years of retirement to actually figure out how many fights I've had because I'd count back, and I'd try to remember a new fight. Oh, that one as well. And I had a few like dodgy pro boxing fights in there as well. So I had four pro boxing, forty-four Muay Thai. Um, not a hundred percent sure of my win-loss record. Not that it matters in Muay Thai anyway, but mm. I think it. I think it's 25 and 19, I think. Maybe 24 and 20. No title fights and ma- in there? Sorry, you go, Sammy. A majority of those fights were actually in Thailand. Is that that's correct, yeah? yeah? Lots, like overseas. So um, yeah. I fought in a few countries. I uh, fought in like China and I oh, fought Europe as well. I fought, fought in a few really? different spots. Um, but I only fought in Australia, I think, seven or eight times. Oh, Maybe shit. nine. Maybe nine times, yeah. And okay. Then, and when you started out in, um, like, when where was your first ever fight? Was your first ever fight in Thailand, or was it here in Australia? It was here. It was on a fight night called um, Pepper's Fight Night, which was run by a guy named John Leandaris. Um, he had that on at my local town hall, <clears throat> just down the road from our gym. Um, and yeah, we that was where I had my first fight in October. So. October 3, 2003 was my first fight. A few moons ago now. Yeah, yeah. Fucking <laughs> so how long did um, you spend before you actually took off to Thailand? So my, my original plan was I was going to have my first fight and then they had I had a second one booked in. And then that December, so that was October, I was going to fight again in November. Then December, I was going to Thailand. But in my first fight, I popped my shoulder out. Um, a pile of times, like five times, <laughs> and it pretty much ruined my career right then and there. <laughs> um, so I didn't actually make it to Thailand until like two years later. Yeah, and 
at that stage I'd had one more fight, but my shoulder went again. So I just sort of gave up on the fighting idea. Was um, that always carried your whole life? Was you had supple fucking shoulder joints or what did that stem from? But I, it's funny cause I hadn't, I didn't actually remember, but as a teenager, I'd pop my shoulder out like, um, ice skating, like I used to go, <laughs> I used to go like, I had like my, you know, my hockey. So I played a couple of hockey game, ice hockey games as well. But I used to. Uh, I thought you were skating or something. No, no, I don't. I don't <laughs> like dick much. Um, I, I was. Um, yeah, I used to go every Friday night, some, most Saturday nights as well. And I just went ass up one night, landed on my elbow, and it pushed my yeah. shoulder out. Then, yeah. And I fell forward on it and it popped it back in straight away. And I kind of forgot about that until I had my first fight, and my left shoulder started popping out the whole time. Gee, yeah. So shoulders were the start of my career. Ruined my ruined me with my shoulders. <laughs> so after that, so you've you finally made it to Thailand two years later. You had yeah. two fights under your belt. Did you did you think you knew Muay Thai before you got to Thailand, or were you pretty sure yeah, that no, you were in a surprise? I thought I knew more than what I did. Like I I kind of guess that it wasn't like you know traditional Thai style that I knew. Yeah, but. I, I got ripped a new asshole pretty quickly. Like when I, <laughs> when I, I started, cause I went to, went to Samui. I was on like one of Hammer's IK tour. Oh yeah. And, um, WMC. And I just stayed back. I just didn't, I didn't come home when they came home. I just stayed there. What year was um, that? Yeah. But, We're in a good segue here. Mate. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah, that, that was, was, that was 05. 05. Yeah. And you- um, and so they came back. I stayed on in a Bangkok gym. How long were you there for, mate? And what gym was that? That's a perfect segue. Um, that trip was, it was only, they were there for two weeks. I think I only stayed for like five or six or five or something like that. It wasn't much longer, but I stayed at Rompo gym. So Rompo gym is oh, yeah. now Muay Thai Academy. Um, yeah. We had Jabba Askarov, Aslan Magomedov, Ramazan Ramazanov, uh, like, all the, all the, like those Russian guys. Mm, yeah. Down mm. here now, still kicking ass. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And, um, so the guy who owns super export shop was there. Sasan Gosari, like we've been friends now for like 16 years. Um, yeah, it's, it was, it was interesting times and I knew no one. I was just there, I'd go to training and I'd go back to my room. And one day I met Arslan in the lift and he's like, man, do you need friends sort of thing? <laughs> <laughs> I ended up just hanging out with them guys. They took me out a couple of nights in Bangkok and that. But yeah, just just trained that whole trip pretty much. It's quite funny with those like, with the Russian boys and some of the European guys because you see them and they're not the friendliest looking people. <laughs> and some of the heads on them, you're just like, oh fuck, man, I'm gonna avoid this bloke. You know what I mean? But they end up being really, really lovely people. Like Jabra, especially. You know, his head is yeah. not the prettiest, but he's a lovely, lovely guy. Yeah, man. Like we, me and me and Jabra have had our differences over the years. Like. Um, but we caught up at the um, Muay Thai Awards a few years ago when I won an award. He had to, he had to actually give me my award, and he was like spewing sort of thing. But he had to award <laughs> give me an award. What was, and, he, um, what was the award for, mate? Uh, ambassador of the year. Oh yeah, well done. Um, yeah, it was, was that pretty cool. And, um, yeah, 2018, 2018 ambassador of the year. And he, we sort of sat down and talked afterwards, and I said, "Yeah, I'm not the wanker I used to be. I'm sober now and shit." And and he was like really happy for me, you know. And now we caught up at um, Bama earlier this year, man. It was good to see him. 
we're on yeah we're on good terms Arslan Arslan was my friend like we 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 hit it off and he came lived in Adelaide for a while as well mm. um I introduced him to the guys at the mosque I like, took him to mosque and stuff M- mosque and yeah we're still, yeah um they're Muslim boys yeah okay yeah um so uh yeah I'm still really good friends to art with Arslan to this day one of my girls actually fought one of his girls earlier this year oh nice yeah. actually yeah. just t- touching on the uh religious side of things you're you're one of the only, I don't, this, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're one of the only Afghans for Sakyan in Australia, yeah. along with Maddie Reid. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm are, myself. You are you a practicing Buddhist, Pink? Uh, interesting question. Um, I, I was a very strict Buddhist. I believe now I'm more of a spiritualist, I guess. Um, yeah. I follow a lot of the Buddhist teachings. Mm. I just don't. I think like any organized religion as such, it's kind of very um, prehistoric, I guess. Yeah. Outdated. Um, yeah. 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 And I, I have a, I use a lot of the Buddhist teachings in my everyday life. Mm. Like, you know, it's why I'm not a piece of shit anymore, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Very harsh, character, very harsh judge of character on yourself. Being... Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, man, but... The thing is, I know what I used to be, you know, I know, I know like how I used to look at other people and how I used to treat other people or how I used to treat myself compared to now. And yeah. I think I can look back at that and be pretty harsh on myself, you know? Um, yeah, fair enough. I want to digress here. Like, you keep you keep touching on, I was a prick, I was a cunt, I was whatever in the past. That, what, is, was, is, did you have a troubled time in Thailand or anything like that? Or After the break, we continue with Pinky's journey. And it gets fucking deep. Stay tuned. Um, there was a, I had, I had confidence issues anyway. Like that's, you know, I sort of got into that early, earlier, um, I was bullied. I, man, my parents did a pretty awesome job. Like they did what they could, you know, but I always kind of felt like I wasn't good enough. Um, I was, yeah, I kind of felt, I kind of felt like I was bullied at home and bullied at school, I guess. I didn't feel like I was, I was, I know now that I was, I was loved. Yeah. But at the time it didn't feel it. I, I felt like I was the, the, the ugly duckling or the, you know, the black sheep of the family, whatever. No, yeah, when um, you, yeah, and, yeah. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. Um, when you, I, I suppose, how am I going to put this? When you, um, when you have a, a a high IQ and no one understands this, and you don't understand that what you've got or what's happening in your life, um, you tend to think that you are alone, and you yes. lash out yes. and you do a lot of stuff um, to lash yep. out. Um, yeah. Did you do any of yeah, that stuff? Like, did you? Oh uh, yeah, I used to. Man, like I've done a lot of illegal shit over the years. Um, we all do. Yeah, I was, you know, used to steal shit. I used to fight. I used to whatever, like drugs. Um, it's a lot of self abuse stuff. That was probably my probably my biggest thing. I used to, you know, not self harm as in cut myself and that, but I used to self harm in any other way possible, anything that was going to get me, which I was kind of realized later on, of, you know, to give me an excuse to be, to be failing at life. 
Yeah. A lot of the shit that I do. Because it seemed, it seemed like that's what everyone expected me to do, so I thought I might as well just go along with it. Mm, it's good. Um, self-perpetuation. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a recovering drug addict myself, and when I was growing up in Perth, it was like, um, you know, I was 30 years old, I was living at home. I was still, I was dealing drugs from mother's, from parents' house and everything like that. And so everyone's yeah. seen me, I was 30, um, a loser, drug addict, drug dealer living in my parents' house. So I thought of that myself. You know, yes, I, yes, it, yes. it's that self-perpetuation. He's like, well, they think like that, so yep. I am, I am that. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it takes. It took a, you know, I knew that I was a, I wasn't that person. Um, it took me, it took me to, I had to, I had to remove myself from that environment, type of thing, yep. and, and uh, yeah. start a new when you, no one knew me, and that helped yep. me when yeah, I just moved to Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did a long, I did a long stint. Too long stint sober um, in my 20 year. Okay, sober. We'll get on, we can, we can talk about this subject later. It's, it's a big one, I guess. But yeah. sober, illicit drugs I did during my Muay Thai career. So the minute I decided I was going to fight, when I first started training, I had a girlfriend and she kind of gave me the ultimatum Muay Thai or her. So I chose Muay Thai. <laughs> Fuck um, the bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, I got sober like literally overnight and started my Muay Thai career. Then I had a stint again where I was back on and, and then I met a girl in Thailand and the day I met her, I was like, I'm going to marry this girl and got, got sober again. <laughs> and then the minute that relationship ended, I got back on it. That was like four years later, almost four years later. Mm got back on it and then that was sort of a bit of a rocky road there until I quit like permanently yeah I mean like um I'm gonna head back to regress back to is it Sakyant Sakyant yeah yep yep did, did, that, did that help you overcome the addiction or the, the drugs or the place of it hurt? gave me it gave me it gave me a lot of confidence in myself that I had more than just myself helping myself. If you get what I mean? Like I had yep. powers bigger than myself that were assisting me to not mess up. You know, I had things writing, writing on staying sober. If I, I started messing up, I would, you know, I would be disrespecting my, my young and stuff. Yeah. 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 I, it kind of kept me on a leash until I, learn how to control myself without needing to have an excuse to control myself. <laughs> I hear you, man. You're very open with, with your ways now, Pink. Obviously, you've been through a lot and, you're, you know, you're, you never shy away from any, any, uh, anybody asking a question and things like that. But I just wanted to touch on, like, so you're, you were a heroin addict for, for quite a long time. Were you actually yep. using whilst you are in Thailand as well or was it more just in Australia? I never had until... <clears throat> me and my ex broke up. I'd never touched any in Thailand. And then um, the night, or I, by the time I got out of the shower, she'd left. And when I, I literally went straight from my room to where I knew all the dealers were yeah. in um, Sukhumit Sokuri and went to the, oh, yeah. I actually like, you know, like I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've spoken about it to a few people and I literally went to kill myself. Like I, I went to get a hot shot to, to 
bang was bang up. And a mate of mine about a year before had done the same thing in the same toilet, which I was going to. Um, uh, yeah, man. And lucky. I, I survived it and went back and bashed the dealer because he ripped me off. <laughs> so you were upset with him for not giving you good quality gear enough to kill yourself that, that you went and bashed him? Yeah. Thank but that fuck. literally like... <laughs> Thank fuck he ripped you <laughs> off, mate. Thank fuck he ripped you off. That was, that was like, you know, that was the... Um, it was a pretty big turning point in my life though, man. Like that was... I literally... I went very downhill very quickly after that. Yeah. Um, lost my job, pissed off a lot of people, upset some very special people to me in a very short period of time. Um, and within oh, six months, just over six, no, about six months, I was, I was back in Australia. Like I, my, my Thailand yeah, life had ended. Yeah. And I'd come back to Australia, like broke, had nothing. Had, I was, I know I was, you know, starting to come, I was, you know, I still looked fit and stuff, but I was inside, I was a skeleton of myself, you know, yeah. just putting on a brave face really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was well, that first six months of being back in Australia was probably six six of the hardest months of my life. Like time where I didn't want to leave the house. I would stay inside and um, people, you know, have to come and bring me food and stuff. And, you know, I was still going, I was going to the gym and that when I could, but then days I'd rock up there and just sit there and cry in my car in the car park and then still, you know, still using and still, I couldn't figure out what, what was going on, why I was so, why I was doing what I was doing. And I'd be like sober for two weeks, then off, it, you know, then back on it for a month and that sort of shit, or, you know, on it for a couple of days and then off it for a week. And it's just, I hear, yeah. Just figure out what I was doing, you know. So, what brought you to the point of not taking those drugs, not taking anything, not, not using, not numbing yourself? Basically, that's what you fucking, that's what we do. I mean, as drug addicts, we, um, we're in a fucking a world of hurt. So we take yeah. our substances to fucking to to numb ourselves to to escape. So what 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 yeah. was it that that made you that? Um, you just that some. Chair? I don't really have a lot to do with the people that um gave me the the fuel for the fire, I guess. But a couple of people, like one person, just said like, you know, you talk about you want to be a you know a, a, you want to run your own gym one day and all that sort of stuff. You're never going to do that with what you're doing. You know, you say you want to you know, have a family and shit. We never, that's never going to happen. Yeah. And like those things sort of just planted the seed. Then there was another, you know, the, the gym that I was working for at the time, the owner was kind of like, he kind of just called me out. The first time, the last time I used, he kind of called me out on it because I used at a fight show mm-hmm. and I was like on the nod and stuff. Yeah. And um, he was like, oh, you dropped the ball then, you know, like, and I was like, yeah, I did. And I never used again after that. That was it. Um, I never used heroin again. I was still very, um, I was very much using prescription meds and a fucking lot of them. But about another year later, I got off them too. I reckon it was a year. No, maybe two. It's very easy to obtain prescription meds in Thailand as well. You can just go over the counter and things. So it's another part it happened to a lot of fighters money so i used to when i do my border runs to cambodia i'd go over the border and um pharmacy on the other side of the border no border runs i just want to explain border runs to people that don't understand it's a visa run is that correct yeah yeah visa visa runs so i'd I'd jump over the border and i'd 
I'd literally buy probably five thousand Valiums <laughs> and bring, bring them bring them back with me. Bring them back with me, and um, that'll be my supply. My apartment in Bangkok would still have at least ten thousand Valiums in the ceiling. Uh, oh no! Nah. Well, it seems like. like that it's, it's, it's not mine. seems like you fucking found some purpose, mate, in your yeah, life. Yeah, man, yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? Um, my stepdaughter saved my life. Like, she's, she's, she was my drive. Meeting, meeting so my missus. You met your, like, yeah, let's digress. Yeah. partner in. At Border Town, man, she's a lovely lady as well. And I, like, I only just found out that night that that your daughter is actually your stepdaughter as well. But yeah, talk us through how real. you guys coming through because she seems to have yeah. been the, the light at the end of the tunnel that has kind of cemented you being sober and you know changing your not your ways but just changing changing your purpose yeah. for things at the. Apologies if I cry. Um, this no, this, this, right. like, this yeah, is yeah, she's my. Like, she she's she's literally like yeah my my lifesaver eh like um what's what's so her I, name I mate let's give her a shout out what's her name Bella Isabella Isabella yeah. yeah yeah um so I met my missus we kind of known each other for a while like not personally but like just said hello sort of thing at the temple like the Thai temple and that yeah um we had some mutual friends and we sort of got in contact through mutual friends um the only reason sort of we had our first date and at the time I was kind of in between livings, in between dwellings. So I literally stayed at her house the first night. We had our first date. I, stay, I stayed in the spare room. Um, oh, you were gentlemen. And then I, then I started feeling like a bit of a prick because, like, I'd come into Bella's life and, you know, um, I didn't want her to have 48 guys come through as different dads, you know. I didn't want her to. Yeah. So I literally, I literally stuck around for Bella and it wasn't, I mean, I'm pretty open about this with my missus as well. Like it was, it took about another year for me to actually fall in love with my missus. I fell in love with Bella <laughs> um, and, and I wanted to give her some stability. Like I suppose I wanted to, I suppose it was a bit selfish. I wanted her to give me some stability, some reason. Yeah. And then, but I want, then I wanted to be the one, you know, to be able to pass on some, you know, consistency in her life as well. Yeah. 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 It works um, both ways. Yeah, it does. And, and, you know, it took another, 12 months trying to think of time frame. I think it was about another 12 months um, of a lot of prescription meds and stuff for me to, the last time I used Valium, I was, I was averaging 1500 pills a month. Fucking hell dude. Um, Where were you getting the money for all this stuff, especially over there? This was here. This was back here. Like this was like, I met my missus here. Okay. Um, yeah, she, she's she's been here. She's Thai, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Thai. Yeah, yeah, she's been here since she was a teenager. She okay. her, she came with her mum. Um, so her mum came here. Fuck. Twenty years? No, nah, not twenty years. Maybe like 16, 15 years ago or something. And she came oh. over with her mum. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was it was back here, and I was. I had, so I was on a, the mental health scheme. I would get given like 200 Valiums a month from my psychiatrist. Then on top of that, my doctor would give me another fit, like another couple of boxes. And then I had other people doing the, doing it for me. And I was just, you know, like any addict, you'll find ways. 
Yeah. And oh, fucking oath. You make up all the excuses in the world, mate. For lack of a better term, it's almost impressive. Like fucking 1,500 is a fucking ridiculous amount of, of Valium for one man to consume over a month. Yeah, my, my, way of ju- my way of justifying it is um, I never used to do them every day. Some days I do 200, <laughs> some days I do none. I've had more side effects, more health issues from prescription meds than I've had from heroin. Yeah. There's, I, a, there's um, a big case about that stuff going on at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, um, we won't get into big pharma and all that bullshit, but I... Um, we try to get uh, as less political as we can at the moment. We went a bit too political mm. last week. <laughs> yeah, just, so, um, I was... yeah, myself though, I have like nerve issues now because of Valium. I have, um, I was on nerve blockers and stuff as well um, for, which they use for like antidepressants and all that sort of shit. Yeah. Um, I, I was on antidepressants, I was on antipsychotics, I was on like, yeah. But I was, I was prescribed it all, but then I'd just go over the top. I wouldn't take it every day. I'd take like 30 at once. Fucking Jesus. How are you, feel, how are you, how are you feeling now, though? I mean, did it take you a while to get uh, to back to normality? Normality? Yeah, yes, like in quotes. It was actually reasonably, like, the Valium thing, it's more of a mental game, like coming out the other side of Valium because you do, you, you do kind of stay at a point like when you've been a valiant, when you've been a benzodiazepine addict, yeah, you kind of your your mind doesn't come back from a certain point. So then you've got to mentally own that. You've got to then be in charge of your your thoughts like all the time, because um, otherwise you can very easily go back to being really depressed. Yeah, no, um, shit, I was talking about that with a few people, and um, I now, man, like you know, I have I have my days where I feel like shit. Everyone has their, everyone's allowed to feel like shit, you know. Yeah, but I. I I own, I own my thoughts and I own, I own it 100%, which is why I'm so honest about it. There's no secrets. If, I, if I'm honest about it all the time, mm. then I've got no excuse because everyone knows that it's, it's, it's an open book. Yeah. yeah you know. And so I, I have to own my shit because otherwise it just, I just look like I'm going back on my word of about I don't want to be a victim for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah. Only way you can confront it, mate, is head on, I suppose. Yeah, man, 100%. You know, I had the question before, and it just it reminded me of you know like how how you're making the money to to be able to afford that. But it just reminded me of a, a photo, a video that I just recently seen of you. When like a lot of people might not know this, it's a bit off topic, but it just came to my head was that you used to sing in bars in Bangkok and things like that to make extra dollars, and you did a couple yeah. of like wait not way out there, but a couple of you know obscure jobs to to make a bit of coin there. Like you did some acting and some uh, yeah, some. Uh, very working like I still say it to this day and people are starting to believe it now because there's a bit more footage of me and that like I was a very average fighter like I I wasn't much chop at all and I'm and I'm and I'm happy to admit that I'm 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 not just talking myself down to make so people will compliment me I was average and man below average even you know like an average fighter probably made more money than I did in Thailand so I had to find money elsewhere and and due to, you know, my health issues as well. Like, I, you know, as, as I said, I had chronic fatigue syndrome, which would, you know, take me out for nine months at a time and shit. Um, I had to, I had to make money. I had to pay my rent and shit. So I had to, I worked as a singer. I've always loved singing. Singing, I probably loved singing more than I loved Muay Thai for a lot of the time. Um, I've always loved music and stuff. And 
I just luckily got a job one to- one night in a bar asking to do a song on stage and they said yes and then they offered me a job and then I started seeing a way that I could make some money for food, you know? So there was that. Then there was, uh, I got talent scouted because I was speaking Thai on a subway one day and this um, talent scout heard me speak and he wanted me to be in a movie. So I did this movie and then, <laughs> Where's then the, the same the, guy put me on the commercials. What's the movie Born called, up? mate? What's the movie called? Oh, I've been in a fair few. It's I, not um, porn, is it? <laughs> that too. Um, <laughs> that I didn't end up doing that. That movie where I was supposed to speak Thai didn't end up happening. But okay. I've been in. I was in Hangover Two, and I was in. Um, no shit. Scorpion King, Scorpion King Three. Um, there's another movie called Redemption. Um, Flight Triple Seven Redemption. I was in that with like Eric Roberts, like Julia Roberts' brother, and a good. Um, he, so he's in Expendables. That guy's in Expendables. And so is Gary Daniels. Who, he's the guy who gets hit by Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Like, life's a joke, shit bird, and he gets hit. So that's um, <laughs> Gary Daniels. He's a, good, he's a good mate of mine still to this day. We're in a movie together, and he got me my first speaking role in a movie and stuff. I did a heap of commercials as well and some kids' shows. You're a yeah. superstar, mate. Think <laughs> Just whatever it took to make money, man. Jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> whatever it took right here. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, just as you were saying uh, then, so you're, uh, you speak pretty much fluent Thai. Obviously, yep. that goes hand in hand with your, your Arjan, uh, not, not rating, sorry, I don't know how to put it, like your. Yeah, just my position as an Arjan, yeah, my, yeah. Um, so, did you just learn on the fly or were you taught yeah. how to speak? No, I. Honestly, it's a bit of a regret that I didn't actually go to school. Um, I can speak proper Thai, but I speak very street Thai. Like, yeah. Um, and more than obviously opposed to like Southern Thai or anything like that. Yeah. I, so I started with with Southern Thai. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I can, I can still remember a little bit of it, but it's much harder than, than, than Central Thai. Then yeah. I went to Isan. I spent a lot of time in Isan, and I learned to speak Isan. Um, I've forgotten most of it now because my wife's not from there, but I, I can still speak Isan slowly. Yeah. Um, but then when I rocked up in Bangkok, I had to learn another language all over again, um, and learn to speak like Central Thai. My Central Thai is like my most fluent. Yeah. yeah. You speak Thai at home with your kid. Yeah, there you go. in my house, no English, no English in the house. No English at all. I was watching a video, um, Pinky's Rant. So if you guys, guys, if you, if you get the opportunity, go check out, go check out Pinky's uh, YouTube channel, Pinky's Rants. They're fucking awesome. Um, no, there was a video, yeah. Antoine. Yeah, Antoine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. First fight, and you were just <laughs> yeah, you know, everything was in Thai. Teet, yeah, teet. yeah, doing, yeah, yeah, doing, doing, you know, interclub on the weekend yeah. against a young girl with us also and yeah so it's like he he kind of at the moment with his learning muay thai he's learning it in english but because i don't run the kids classes okay yeah. but he still he, he understands how to follow instructions in in thai with with the muay thai stuff it probably has, it probably would do better with it in english but i would keep it as thai the thai thing with him yeah how old is he but has had a fight before what was that sorry? Has Bella had a fight before? Yeah, she's had one. Um, 
that was at the start of this year. So she's she's just turned eight. So she had her first one at seven. Antoine's four and a half. He just had his first one. Man, just the joy on yeah. their faces. They they were, they were they were just having so much fun. They were like you'd yeah, be looking yeah. over towards corner, the corner, listening for instructions, and then like, going for it. And it's just so it's so yeah, fucking cute, man. He comes back at Is the end. Is it hard to separate yourself from being dad to being coach in a situation no, like no. that, or because they're, they're like, young? I don't have. People used to say it when my missus was fighting, like man, like, is it heaps harder? I go, you know what? When I'm training her, when she's fighting, she ain't my missus, bro. Yeah. She ain't, they ain't my yeah. kid. Like, and, and, and I mean, like, total separation from it. Like, my missus thought I was, like, had multiple personalities because after her <laughs> first, you know, after her first fight, I'm like, that was probably one of the most spastic debuts of any of my fighters I've ever had, I said to her. Like, <laughs> and, and then out the back, out the back, I was like, oh, you know, I'm really proud of you. She goes, oh, I don't get what you mean. Like, you just told me I was spastic. I'm like, oh, no, that was trainer hat. No, this is husband <laughs> hat, you know? <laughs> and I, dad, I can totally separate it. Like, in, like, I'll be as hard. I'll, I'll talk to her like she's a piece of shit in the gym, like like she's one of my other fighters. I'm hard on yeah. my fighters, you know? And, and, and I'm hard on, I'd be hard on her. And then the minute training's over, it's just kisses and cuddles again. Yeah. It's called deep well, it's you don't want to be showing her too much, you know, don't want to be showing her too much favoritism well, because yeah, man. no favoritism yeah. with my kids, you know, like there's obviously I cornered for my kid over the other, the other girl, the girl that he fought, um, yeah. which if everyone wants to know, I, I'm totally all for as kids than being able to fight the opposite sex because it's pre hormone, pre pubescent. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it wasn't it's a fight different. anyway. It was an interclub, but old man. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be different, be different, like you spoke about on that, on the last one with that weightlifter, you know, like you can't, that's a different game, but yeah. as kids, Especially, you know, he, he's like a six-year-old girl who's bigger and stronger than him. Yeah. yeah. But it's, um, it's, it's not a, it's not a, it's about them having fun and just enjoying yeah, the yeah. basics, enjoying the fundamentals of the, of, of the sport. And then really, yeah, my, yeah. just the, the, every, it was all, it was a family environment. Everyone had yeah. everyone had a, uh, a smile on their face, and and the kids yeah. were, and the and the most important part was the kids were having fucking so much fun. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and and like it's sort of and being in front of people, and that's just being going to come normal for him. Like Antoine, at every fight show, he comes out with me, like doing the like chanting with me and stuff, and yeah, um, and walking out to the ring. And sometimes if I'm carrying him, sometimes he just walks along next to me or whatever. Um, he he gets in the ring for like and goes hold holds hands with my fighters like he's not embarrassed you know like yeah come fight time when he, if he actually has his first fight one day if he you know if that's the path we go down with him um he'll get in the ring and and he's won't already, even be nervous he's already you know conditioned because I mean? you've already conditioned him to that to that environment yeah so that's what I love about this interclub thing and you know then obviously the amateur level stuff and then. By the time it comes fight time, man, these guys they don't give a shit anymore. You know they've mm. done it enough. Well, that's a good segue to um to my next question. You know I see your cool. I see mate I, I do you know I follow you I follow Pinky's Gym um on Instagram and Facebook where you're banned um <laughs> <laughs> but um but it looks like a fucking busy gym man. Every session there's at least twenty or thirty people. There and kids, women, across the board, all different skill levels as well. Man, fucking, how long has that gym been going for? When did you get that going? Muay Thai, mentor, singer, actor, 
Hangover 2. Who would have thought? After the break, we talk Team Pinky and his gym in Adelaide. I've had my gym for just over five years now. Hmm. In the place where I am now, three and a half years. Um, the classes aren't overly busy, um, but the fight team's quite huge. So, yeah. and they do big sessions every night. So they just they just do their own training, and then I'm running classes around it. Yeah. I, so, you know, there might be 14 people in the fight, in the group group of fighters, mm. and then say another six or eight, six or eight just doing a class. You know. I think. So yeah, it's really, like you've, you've got numbers in the gym. And people... What was that, brother? It was just recently your actual fifth birthday for Team Pinky because I seen that you're going to have Time Bomb come and do a, a seminar for you guys. It didn't yeah, work out. He was supposed to come and I was supposed to have an interclub the same weekend. Then I ended up in quarantine because I got um, stuck in cans <laughs> at a fight show. <laughs> no, cancelled the gym birthday. I want to apologise, uh, man. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Knees of Fury, I think. And then I Chicken. said... Sue? <laughs> Chicken. <laughs> Chicken, sorry, man. I, and I said that both your fighters lost. I want to apologise because they didn't, did they? Can we, uh, can no, we rectify that, mate? Can we say, can we say that, that your boys did win? Was it Panna? Uh, no, Panna lost. I see. But, I was uh, right. Herbie won. <laughs> Who won? Herbielicious. 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 Yeah. So um, we had um, first up, we had Simon. He was having his second fight. Um, Quite, quite a like a cagey sort of southpaw, like real awkward timing and stuff. He, he got a lot of potential there, you know, but he, he had it. He just didn't have his head in the game on the night. Like I don't think he really wanted to even be there. It's like second fight itis, as I call it. Yeah. Um, but now he's you know back in the gym and he's training harder, so it's good. Do you... um, Panna's fight, Panna's fight was a huge step up. Um, he's only had his first fight in April. This guy. Was like ISK state champion or whatever, and had twelve or something fights. ISK oh, okay. is that a dance? Um, took it on four days. Is that is that a dance? Um, <laughs> dance <laughs> studio ISK. Or... What is that? Sorry, no, something like that. that. <laughs> um, took 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 that on four days notice and and a first five rounder as well. <laughs> went went the distance <laughs> and, and lost majority points. He did really good, man. Like smashed the dude's arm up with some kicks as he does. Um, and then Herbie. Just walked forward for his fight. He was semi-main event, I think it was. He just walked forward and heavy hands and um, left body kicks and broke some ribs on the dude. And um, he won, yeah. Yeah, I remember having a yarn with you after the fight about Herbie, man. His left side was super impressive. His left yeah. side, you know, his, his lead kick, his knee, everything. He looks yeah. like, a, like something that's going to be, you know, someone to keep an eye on in the future for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. He's um he's come to me. He had three fights. Um, he won his first two. Then he lost his third against one of Riddler's boys, and then he came to me. Um, for me so far, he won his first um very very really good fight. Like he started out struggling, and then I cracked the shits at him after the first round, and he <laughs> he, he he came on. You didn't end up winning. End up winning. So you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't do a Donny, did you? And and uh, slap him around the head a few times. No, I'm pretty famous for the pinky slaps as well. Oh, um, is that a tie? Yeah. Is that a tie thing? 
Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't slap him, but I. I think I have since. Um, <laughs> then his second fight was he fought this real awkward sort of dude um, in Cairns. He was up there with us when we got caught out with the border closures and shit. Um, he. Man, in Thailand, he's still to one, like, but it was just, it was just too much, yeah, little shit getting caught with little shit that mm. um, lost him that fight. Um, still nice kicks and stuff. Then his third fight was that one, which he just had on Knees of Fury, and yeah, just literally walked forward, broke the dude down over three rounds. Now he's got another fight, um, another step up again in experience. This, this guy's quite strong. Um, from one of my really close friends, Jim's they're, they're fighting on the 2nd of October on pride. So I've got oh, five no. guys on that card. Mm. Team pink has always been synonymous. Even, you know, like you said, you haven't really been around a, a, a great deal of time. Like five years is still quite young in the, in the term of, you know, as building a gym, but team pink has always been known for taking the harder, not the harder fights, but that's what we're given. I mean, have a crack at it, you know, we actually had our first fight as a gym in December 2016. And then it was a hot, exactly a year, almost to the day, between fights with the scamdemic shit last year. <laughs> um, and then, but we've still had 88 fights or something in like four years or something. So, Holy um, shit. That's yeah, man, That's we've, had 20, we've had 24 so far this year. So... Yeah. Okay, so you team pink. Who you got? Yes. Like I know you got Big Jace. Big Jace is still doing pretty well. Um, yeah. Obviously, Pan Kirby and stuff like that. But a couple of the younger ones to look out for. Um, so I'll start from the most experienced. We have got like Doug Lloyd, who's off on um, medical stuff at the moment. Like he got a pretty bad concussion, which hasn't really recovered from. Um, so he was on like a medical, like a three month suspension, and now he's just you know getting some taking his time to get get better. Um, yep. We've got Jason, who's having his 20th fight for the MTA state title. Okay. Um, against a very, very, very close friend of ours, who you'll probably see videos of them training together still. Um, they're, he, they're fighting for an MTA state title in three weeks. Um, next down the line, experience-wise, is Herbie. Herbie's had six now. Um, as we said, like he's a, a good prospect, strong, quite strong march-up sort of style. Mm -hmm. um, very beautiful, very very beautiful to watch as well. Like really nice. Yeah, he techniques. was super impressive, man. I really yeah. enjoyed watching him when he sent me that video. Yeah. Um, so then, Panda's up to five fights now. Uh, he only had his first in April, but he's up to five now. He's having his sixth, um, which is another big step up um, in three weeks. Um, against another friend of our gym who comes and spars with us and that sometimes. Um, that should be a really good fight. Um, my boy, Lukey, um, you let, you met Luke in Bordertown. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good character as well. He, yeah, he'd, he'd broken his arm. He broke his arm like two years ago, last weekend, I think it was. Uh, has had only had one fight since, but he decided last night that he wants to fight on Pride in three weeks as well. So um, he'll hard trade hard for three weeks and jump in for that against um, Morteza who fought on um, he from Strongheart he fought on uh, Hardcore earlier this year he fought oh, yes. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he um, looks like Sideshow Bob. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, so he, me, me, and, me and him are really good mates as well. Like, I eat at his restaurant every weekend, every Saturday with my, with my son. Um, <laughs> Luke, Luke's fighting him. Um, then we've got a couple of juniors as well. Like, um, what else? Oh, actually, we've got another young lad, Andy, Andy Tran. He's only had two, but really, like, young Vietnamese boy. His fight name's Dog Roll. Mm-hmm. He, um, <laughs> he's out of his fucking what? <laughs> Fuck you, Del. Dog Roll. <laughs> Vietnamese boy. He, uh, he's, um, he's got some really good promise and got another, like, a heavyweight boy, uh, Joel. He's just sort of, sort of coming along, um, getting a little bit stronger now a little bit was a little bit tentative but now he's, he's starting to sort of come put it together a little bit and then there's a pile of guys that have had like three fights got young shari who's 15 who's got a lot of potential just hard to find matchups for her mm. um yeah. she's been losing from getting kneed in the vagina in her last two fights so that's not good but um <laughs> not good at a yeah. young age especially you got quite not, a, not, not at all. you got quite a big active stable there bro yeah well, we I think we've had we all this year in April. The first show that we're on was in April, so we've had twenty six fights since April. Ah, um, and it's only the tenth month. Yeah, so um, glad you're getting fights in we, as well. We had ten guys on the one on the one show on that one show, and there's only fourteen fights on the card. <laughs> Pink, you touched on like obviously you, you you say like oh they're friends of ours, they're friends of ours. You're you're very very well known for having not an open door policy, but you, you, you guys always welcome other gyms to come in and train with you and to, to spar yeah. together. As, yeah. as I know part of your vision is, you know, you just want to help everyone. And if, yeah. if they feel like coming to use the right, you know, something that's going to grow the sport, but yeah. has it, has it ever become like an issue with like, you know, I, I know like we've spoken before about some people come and they're like, Oh, please don't tell my trainer that I'll come to train with you and things like that. But, as a whole, you usually it's usually pretty well accepted in Adelaide. Yeah, yeah um, do you know what? It's probably fifty-fifty. Um, there's a few gyms who have never and probably will never work with other gyms, and they're sort of getting left behind now. They get left behind. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like everyone knows, oh, I believe it's you know a big part of it started with my trainer Sam Benetti. He used to let other gyms come and spar us back in the day, and I've sort of just taken on that, you know, and um it's, we yeah. we just try and share the love you know and me and alan wong are really close like he's like dad to me and so his guys train with me three days a week anyway as a general rule they're fighters because they're, they're that flinders three days boy, that's flinders yep. yep um so brownie who's fighting jason for the state title he's from flinders so he oh, trains with yeah. us monday, monday thursday friday and then anyway <laughs> but they're gonna fight each other <laughs> no i they're think probably held yeah. pads for each other i'm assuming <laughs> Last night they worked. They, they held pads for each other last night. Muay <laughs> <laughs> Thai, mate. That is Muay Thai right there. But they also mm-hmm. said, they said they said like it wouldn't feel because they always hold for each other, yeah. So they said it wouldn't feel normal. It wouldn't feel right not to be doing it. Like it, they they're, they're comfortable doing it. So like they're not. No one's going to learn anything new in the next three fucking weeks. You know what I mean? Who cares? Yeah. Mm, just, exactly. just jump in, play the chess match, get out. Whoever wins wins. Then we just yeah. have a rematch. Mm. Yeah. You know, like who cares? It's it's all it's all in the name of love and fun, you know. Like it's it's what it's all about. That's the way you're gonna. That's, 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 that's the way other gyms, you know, expand and learn other other gyms' fucking, you know, uh, secrets or whatever. I think you, 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 you're close. If 
you're not going to progress if you're closed-minded and you don't introduce no. other other disciplines or other other ways of um, thinking into into your yeah. into your gym. I mean, that's what, that's, that's what they say is uh, you know that, that old martial arts saying. You know, sh- uh, iron yeah, sharpens iron. I don't own Muay Thai. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I, there's no secrets in Muay Thai. It's just that some people have learned different way, different mounts along the way. And, and I'm happy to share it. Yeah. Cause if I, if I, you know, everyone knows that, you know, I'll call it straight up. My gym probably clinches better than anyone else in South Australia. Um, and so other gyms want to work with us to clinch so that they get better. Yeah. The good thing is if they get better, then, then we have to have better. We have better opponents. Exactly. So we have to get yeah. better to beat them. Exactly. It's an so investment in the future of Muay Thai. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And passing on, passing on as much of the knowledge as I can. Like, you know, there's, there's, as I said, there's no secrets. If anyone thinks they've got a secret in their Muay Thai training, they're a fucking retard. Like, there's no <laughs> such thing. It's, it's been around for that long, and it's been tried. It's been done. You know what I mean? And yeah. It well, obviously, work, like. We're very, very similar in that aspect here at Superfight as well. You know, like Renowned has, has been one of the stronger clinching gyms in, in Victoria as well. And Donnie's the same, man. Donnie welcomes anybody in, you know. Mm. They say, have a spar and shit like that. Yeah. What was Donnie, touching on you know, that. Like, like, so you and Donnie are very, very, very close. You know, like two pieces really of type of scenario. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Where, did, where did your guys' friendship actually start from? Um, I first met him in Adelaide in 2006. Um, then I saw him at a couple of shows over the couple of years there. Then, uh, I ran into him in, I think it was 08 in Thailand. And we kind of just, you know, talked a little bit and stuff. It was always nice to see a, a you know, familiar face. Yeah. Then in 09, literally like we ran into each other in this side street in Sukhumitso 24 and I was sitting down having food on the side of the road and he just walked past and literally that trip we were inseparable. Hey, like <laughs> within, within, within two days, I show me his dick and it was all yeah, on. You two are absolute rat bags you together. You fucking are, man. Terrible Terrible human beings. That was when I met, that was when I met Pui, hey? That was when I met his missus. Like, yeah. Because your families are really close now, aren't they? As well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like he, he's my um, my my missus is his like mistress. So we do we got we got, <laughs> we got a little wife swap thing going on. Just uh, a bit of swapping, bit of swapping and changing. Muay Thai is close. <laughs> yeah, I love Donnie. This Muay Thai game is close, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Share secrets yeah. and you share your missus, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Pinkies, I want to I want to talk about Pinky's rants, bro. They're not a yeah. rant. They are they are actually a little philosophical 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 tidbits. Where, I mean, what's, yeah. I love them, man. What's 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 the message behind them, man? You know, um, uh, like what, I kind of just it it pretty much all comes down to drop your fucking egos, you know. Like, I just yeah, it's a hundred percent. It's you're the only one out there game enough to fucking say what everyone's really thinking. And you shine yeah, the right light on the right cast. situation. Mm. A lot know, of people won't realise with your rants. Sorry, a lot of people won't realise with your rants is you're actually talking about a specific situation you've already been in, or maybe even a specific person. Like mm. you don't have to say their name, but the industry will know who you're talking about. You know <laughs> what I mean? And just to give that 
Yeah, but it is an insight into the industry and how it should be done. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, and and I'm and I'm you know, calling people out without calling them out, you know. And yeah, um, it's people then go, ah, oh, that that person, or that's what that person does, or that's you know, this is oh, I know a couple of gyms that do that, or whatever. Um, but I call myself out too, like mm-hmm. you know, the last one, or a couple of ones ago with the um, the protesting decisions one, you know, like yeah, man, I thought Panera won his fight, and I was bit upset i didn't show it you know like i, I show you I, I made the face that i was like oh i was a bit surprised about the decision but when i rewatched, it i saw how he lost you know like yeah i called myself, i called myself out on it like i'm honest man like i'm learning too you know yeah fucking nice man they started out a lot more i used to have to be really pissed off to do a rant <laughs> i had to be which is which is why you cheer yourself do, up yeah i do like three in a row and then i then i would stop Oh, and I'd have like a big gap between them. Um, whereas now I'm doing a lot more. I'm mindful of what I'm talking about. I'm not just doing it because I'm pissed off about something. I'm doing it about a subject that I'm actually consciously thinking about mm. and trying to be a little bit more like they have, they have developed into more philosophical, philosophical, <laughs> fucking whatever Philosoph- word philosophical. Mm. More, philosophical, more smart things, more smart things. Mm. <laughs> what are you up to 50, 59 now 58 uh 55 dropping on friday yeah Sorry, i love the little tip bits he leaves out there and i'd like to thank you because that's what i do so after this i'll be how good's uh, the pre- i love that there's a countdown now so yeah. you go on the page you got a countdown to the next rant we've got beautiful to, word we've got to get you on um spotify and itunes i'll help you do that yes yeah we need to yeah i, need, I definitely want to get onto that and i'm going to start doing my own little podcast thing as well. So mate, um, it is a big, 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 pl- oh, mate, there's so much content out there to talk about. And yeah, like this, yeah, sure. I think, um, and everyone has different of it. Like I love, you know, I listen to, um, combat chat every yes. time I listen to you guys every time. And now the you new... know, they drop, they drop you, you drop them. Like it's, yeah. no one's losing out. You know what I mean? Like it's all, and it's all different, different views and different questions. And, you know, I could do an interview with six different people and get six different, six different podcasts. I mean, I went to do a podcast with one guy, and all we did with the whole time was talk about um, drugs and COVID. Like, it wasn't even end up, didn't even end up I mean, being about Muay Thai. Muay Thai. It can be about whatever, and it can be different every time. Mm. Doesn't the same person doesn't always give the same podcast? You know, fucking yeah. man. That's the beauty of it. You know what I mean? I and mean, you have different people with different, different thoughts and different values and things like that. So. And it's awesome that you're so willing to share everything with people. You know what I mean? Like we touched on, you're such an open book, but you know what I mean? It I could, you could easily reserve your information, but it's something that Australia especially really lacks, man. People who are willing to be themselves and own their shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Nice. I said, Australia is a little bit too superficial at the moment. Everybody's man. so worried about their image and yeah, you know, yeah, or how, how they're portrayed by people, but they don't, they're too worried about being themselves. The big, the biggest thing is right if you don't own your shit, then you've got excuses. Yes. And, and this is what, this is where, where, where everyone's going wrong. I believe everyone wants an excuse. Like man, pe- people are going to jump on this and hate me for it, but depression is not an illness. It's an excuse. Right. It's a feeling. It's a feeling that you need to feel and then get on with life. That's you know, then you need to work your way through it. Mm-hmm. Seeing they're going, oh, yeah. I have you don't have depression. You're depressed. Yeah. Do something about it. Mm-hmm. It's an excuse. Yeah. yeah. You've got it as an illness. It's an excuse. And it means you don't have to give a hundred percent in anything you fucking do anymore. 
be the victor, not the fucking victim, man. You know, I, and, like, and that's, yeah. own their shit. that's why I own my shit 100%. Yep. Yep. So when I fuck up, everyone thinks that I fucked up and I have to admit that I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think it's important, man. I think a lot of people could, if they took the leaf out of my book with that, would be a lot better, would be a lot better off. Yeah. And like you said, like people, people will probably jump on it, things like that, but it is what it is. You've lived through it. You've, you're actually, a, you know, a living, breathing tale of what can yeah. happen if you do own your shit, if you don't fucking just coddle up and accept oh. what's going on mm-hmm. and actually, yep. you know, confront your situation head on. You come out the other end, man. You become fucking, you become picky. Yeah. You become, you know, a, a gym owner, a family man, mm, all yeah. that from, from a situation where you were going to, you know, you were trying your hardest to kill yourself. Yeah, yeah, and, and, I, and I thought I thought I had it. I thought I had it until I realised that it wasn't an illness. I was an, it, I I was a product of that, you know, like yeah. depression on me. It wasn't yeah. me owning the owning it, you know. Mm-hmm. And once I realised that it was a, a feeling and not a fucking illness, I was like, oh, so if it's a feeling, then I can retrain my my thoughts to not feel that all the time. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I didn't feel it anymore overnight mental illness is a real thing but you are it's a mind for me it's hard yeah it is a mindset when i think about it let, yeah, let me, it is a mindset when let you go, start let me, go from our angle. let me go from our angle okay yeah don't fucking don't whinge to me about being depressed and then taking drugs or drinking alcohol yeah, yeah. you're not you're not helping your fucking you know self I mean? yeah no yeah do do the shit that it takes to be fucking better yes do eat, eat properly exercise Stay off the fucking drugs. Stay away from alcohol. Mm-hmm. Do the things that it takes. Meditate. Do those things that it takes to be happy. And if you're still depressed, then you need to start going a little bit deeper. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Oh, I need. To, I need to quit now. Or oh, I feel like shit. I'm going to drink alcohol and get more shit. Yeah. We, we yeah. live in a society. Uh, today's society is all about fucking instant gratification. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. I'm, I'm. I'm depressed. I want to be. I want to feel better. It's like a fucking pill. Instead of working, yeah, working, yeah. doing the hard shit, doing the hard yards. Yeah. And the thing is, it's actually if you just make it your life, it's not hard anymore. It's just what you do. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 And and that's the thing. It's oh, it's fucking so hard. I can't come out the other side of this. You're choosing not to. Yeah. I can't. I like, I'm trying. Oh, you need to you need to stop drinking. I'm trying. No, you're not. Trying's an excuse. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. What you, what you, you just don't buy fucking alcohol. Do you know how <laughs> I? Do you know how I quit heroin? I stopped taking heroin. Stop. <laughs> but a lot of people think it well, really yeah. is a sim- it's a simple thing in, in reality you know what i mean like everyone yeah. has you know it might take someone one year it might take someone 10 years but the, the reality is, is it's a very simple process on how you can stop becoming a drug addict or how you can stop using drugs yeah. as a as a you know as your your problem it's uh, like yeah, if there's a fire there and you touch the fire you're going to get burnt oh you know how do i not yep. get burnt oh fuck maybe i won't touch the fire <laughs> You know, gloves on. Terms. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I said, we're yeah. probably going to get fucking, we're probably going to get vilified for this and yelled at stuff. But you guys have, you're the living proof of how. I've been depressed. I've used mm-hmm. drugs. Yeah. I've, I've been an alcoholic. I've, I've, I've been that, that person victim, and victim. and whinged about it for so fucking long. Blaming every other And, and I, now I have people all over the world now who inbox me to say thank you because they came to me to ask, what I did to get better, and they've got better too. I have multiple people who are who now are like who are better because they use the same tactics I used to get better. Mm. And it's the proof that it's not just a one, I was just a lucky one, you know. 
it's proof yeah, that it's, it's it's something you can do it's choices you can make to get better yeah and people who choose not to are going to fucking if they choose not to get better or they're trying if that's what they're doing then they're never going to be better yeah think as well man i know you take a lot of time out of your day to help help people with anything like i know your phone must be going off and i'm surprised you missed it doesn't clip around you a bit more but like you know i i even people like I ask you small questions all the time, and you know about like ambulance and things like that. And you're always willing to respond and always willing to help people. And I'm, like you're saying, I'm sure you're helping hundreds and hundreds of people with your, you know, with your path to addiction and stuff like that, man. So real credit to you for for being Thanks, able man. to be that type of person, bro. I, mean, I just think everyone should be, you know, a little bit more like that. You know, everyone should give more. And not it's, it's, so not much. A, it's not, it's think, not a big, it's not a big, it's not a big. I think it's um being being vulnerable. I think you're letting yourself be. You have to. You have to have be tough, you know, to fight yep. off all that fucking bullshit, and and you have yep. to be vulnerable to to let your guard down a little bit, to let those people in that will help you. Yes. Do you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And to realise yeah, your own. And, and, and if you are vulnerable, then you realise your own mistakes, and you realise what's going, what you need to do to yeah, to move forward. Yeah. You start admitting that it was even then it was choices. Yes. You know, like. My, yes. my my drug journey started very young. Yeah. Maybe a little bit earlier than I could have made a smart decision. But at the same time, man, when I got sober for four years and I decided to get back on it, that was a shit decision. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was because I'd never really addressed the problem. And until I addressed the problem, I didn't get better. I fucking hear you, man. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Addressing yeah, them, beautiful. mate. What do you reckon, boy? Mate, that's a fucking. That's we're a, well over. We're well. We're 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 now in ten minutes into the conversation. It's been it's been fucking awesome, man. It's been a very interesting yeah, yeah. and in depth conversation. I managed to do this whole thing without masturbating. I'm very impressed with myself. <laughs> oh, I've, only, I've only done twice. Is that not what we were uh, doing? Oh, fucking, that's <laughs> good, mate. Um, you want to give a shout out to your gym where it is and um, like where we can find you on your socials. We can still find you on yeah, um, Facebook, even though you're fucking banned. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Facebook anymore anyway, so I don't really care too much about it. But, but it's um, a good platform to get your fucking gym out there, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm on Instagram for it, but um, Team Pinky Muay Thai yep. on Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, Team Pinky Muay Thai um, on YouTube, or you can just go Pinky Rants. Um, or uh, what else is there? There's... Uh, Pinky Donald, my, my personal Facebook page, which doesn't really get used a lot, but you can message me on Messenger there. Mm -hmm. um, and Snapchat if you want to see my dick. That's not Snapchat. <laughs> that's fucking fans. Only fans, you dumb cunt. <laughs> you get, so, okay, give a, shout out, give a shout out to your OnlyFans account. <laughs> What's your other one as well? Arjun, is it Sip oh, Arjun, 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 Pinky, Sip Pogay, yeah. Um, okay. that's, that's all your suck work, yeah? Yeah, A-J-A-R-N underscore Pinky should bring it up, yeah. Fucking hell. Beautiful. What a, what a great, no, man, it's been a great episode so far. Normally, I would break it up. You know how I'd go, uh, after the break, I couldn't. It was yeah. just so in-depth and it was <laughs> fucking, it was a really enjoyable conversation. And this is not, this is not going to be the first one, man. I'm telling you right now. No, this, this will be the first one, but it won't be the last one. Oh, yeah, one. sorry. This is going to be the last one. I'm fucking, <laughs> I can't, uh, dude. English is my second language. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, mate, fucking cheers. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Pinky Donald. 
really appreciate um, really appreciate the time that you've given us, and I'm sure that uh, we'll be speaking many on many, many, many more occasions. That'd be uh, yeah, absolutely thank you. No worries, bro. Thank, thank you, you so very much. much. Catch ya. Thank you. Thanks, Sammy. Hopefully, not too long, man. We could have a catch up. Yeah. Maybe get to yeah, um, maybe we get over for Roots Rebellion in December or something. Turn to a hot box. No top floor in a penthouse, trying to stay low while the blocks hot. They can never touch my name, they can never get this way, they can never run my game, hey. Used to have dreams of a drop top. Earful mates in a hatchback, later on turned to a hot box. No top floor in a penthouse, trying to stay low while the blocks hot. They can never touch my name, they can never get this way, they can never run my game, hey. And welcome back, guys. Man, what a what a character, eh? Old Pink, he's uh he's been through a lot, he's seen a lot, and you know, like we touched on, we uh we're very, very thankful that he's yeah. willing to share a lot. Very candid. That was very, awesome. Yeah, it was very candid. He didn't leave anything, no stone unturned either, did he? Doesn't mince his words. He's, uh, he's a very honest man, you know, and like he said, that's helped him battle his demons is uh, facing them head on, which is incredible, man. Incredible story for an incredible dude. Yeah. Uh, like Damn. we said, Pink Man from, from Bundy and I, you know, and from the whole Striker Chat uh, audience, mm. we really appreciate you taking your time, man, to, to tell your story with us. Let's hope he can get one um, of and, 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 ho- and, and hope that the borders are open on the 4th of December and he can get one of his boys over for Roots or Rebellion. That'd be fucking awesome if he came yeah. over. That'd be really good, wouldn't it? You know, just, We can sit down and have a... Just a be great to, to see everyone again, you know? Oh, everyone yeah. from everywhere. Just the whole Muay Thai community getting back into swinging things. Fuck yeah, man. But, mate, what a great episode. Well, that's it for us. <laughs> Sorry, mate. That's it for us today, ladies yeah. and gents. Another great episode, born. Like I said, man, it's where, you know... A bit of a different one for us this week. Have to go by uh, oh, Zoom. Zoom. The, Zoom. The, weather, the weather was a little fun in the park. I didn't get to see a beautiful face, but no. it is what it is, mate. It's still, you know, still early days for us. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting there, mate. We're getting there. I mean, today, like, I don't like, I'm obviously that we don't like uh, the Zoom calling. <laughs> it no. is what it is. It just lacks that, uh, that feel, you yeah, know, when you're just talking, talking through a monitor, but. We still got some great, you know, some great stories and good content and things like that. Yeah. But other than that, lads, lads and ladettes out in the world, <laughs> a lot to look forward to in the in the Muay Thai industry now. You know, hopefully, like we touched on with Rebellion, our girl mm. Tiffy on on Muay Thai Grand Prix. There's a lot happening around the states, so Australian Muay Thai is still cracking along. Yeah. But guys, uh, that's it for us today here at Striker Chat. Yeah. Thank you again, Mr. Bond. No, thank you, Sammy. And guys, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and follow us on our socials. We're up on Facebook, Instagram, and soon we're going to figure out the wonderful world of TikTok. We haven't got there just yet. <laughs> it's fucking hard, mate. It's, it's, um, it's like um, it's, it's a kid's thing, mate. I don't know. The TikTok stuff, I just, it's way over my head. <laughs> now, nah. and I, I'm the most untext savvy person in the world, you know. This yeah. wouldn't happen if it wasn't for you because I wouldn't know what to do. But until next week, guys, stay safe, strikers. And peace. peace. All right, that was fucking awesome. That was fucking awesome. I've been trying to get me right. Trying to get it right. All my life, all my life, I've been trying to get it right. Seen it coming, yeah, I should have seen the signs Life is where you make it, I don't want to waste mine, no Turning myself into Hennessy Guess it just